Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. John 10 and 10. Jesus said, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have a life, that they might have it more abundantly. I want to talk to you tonight on this topic, absence versus abundance. Absence versus abundance. Heavenly Father, we're going to pray, Lord Jesus, right now and give you praise for all you do. Lord, I'm asking God that you would help us, Lord, tonight in this online service, God. And for those of us that are here in-house, we thank you, God, for what you're doing and how you're... It's good to feel your presence, Lord, in this place, God. May your people, whether they're at home, in their car, wherever they may be today, God, be a part of this and feeling your presence. Now, Lord, would you touch those that are sick? God, I pray today for divine healing. Father, for each and everyone that's battling whatever issue it may be, God, we rebuke COVID in the name of Jesus. Lord, we rebuke, Lord, cancer in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come against liver disease in the name of Jesus. High blood pressure, God, we pray for victory. God, in your precious name, Amen. Let everybody say amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Be seated in the house. We often say God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Our testimony song here for years has been when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me. We sing it. We say it. But do we think it? Is it a part of our daily life and walk and talk? The psalmist put it like this in Psalm 36 and 7. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. One young child said that, that he come to the realization of what loving kindness is. Loving is when he asks his mom for a peanut butter sandwich. Loving kindness is when she puts jelly with it. Verse 8 says, and they shall be abundantly satisfied, abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. For with thee is the fountain of life, in thy light we shall we shall. In thy light shall we see light. God is good. The goodness of God is just as vast and just as encompassing as his power. He doesn't just simply do good. 
God is good. He is good. The psalmist said in 34 and 1, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Good. Amen. We find that verse 9 says, Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want, no lack to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. I like that. The Lord, our Lord, the writer in Exodus said, He's merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. God is good and his goodness is abundant. God is good and his grace is abundant. God is good and his peace is abundant. His glory is abundant. His mercy is abundant. His hope is manifold and abundant. Now, don't be, don't be mistaken today, but there are robbers that come to loot God's abundance in your life. God has so much, but the enemy wants to come in and steal it. He wants to kill and to destroy. When it comes down to life, though, you and I are either living a life in abundance or we're living a life in absence. The kingdom of darkness is always attempting to counterfeit what the king of glory has created. I wanted to remind you tonight, Satan does not have any power to create, so he has to counterfeit. And he counterfeits, and then he camouflages it to look like something that, that is attractive, but it is really a counterfeit. John 10 and 10 is a powerful verse of Scripture that takes on a whole new perspective when you see it within its context. The thief here is really not Satan, but rather counterfeit Christ, counterfeit Messiahs, that Jesus said they would come in and sneak their way in to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Those who enter the sheepfold in the correct manner do so by going through the door. The thief, the false shepherd, comes to give a counterfeit method that destroys we are living in a day where our world is consumed by a counterfeit of abundance, and that's absence. They're consumed with a, a counterfeit of, of, uh, of sufficient that God has with shortage. Shortage. We've got a lack. Amen. Dr. Roger Freeman said, discontentment is epidemic today. Everywhere I look, people are complaining about something. In our nation, the government is just not doing enough. In our schools, the teachers are not teaching or there isn't enough money. In our homes, the man is not leading. The children are rebellion. In our churches, the pastors are failing to meet our expectations. In the largest denomination in America, he said, the number of forced resignation of pastors is 60% a year. People have no sense of contentment today because they're living in absence and lack rather than abundance. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it what? More abundantly. 
This story is played out between the contrast and the contradiction and the conflict of absence and abundance in the 12 spies of the children of Israel. Open your Bibles. Let's go to the book of Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. We pick up the reading of verse 17. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get you up this way southward and go up into the mountain. And verse 18 says, And see, everybody say see. See the land, what it is. God had already promised to them. They knew that. And Moses said, Go see what it is. And the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or whether weak, few or many, what the land is that dwell, they dwell in, whether it be good, everybody say abundance, or bad, everybody say absence, and what the cities they be that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether it be wood therein or not, and be of good courage, bring the of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. If you jump down to verse 25, they come back after 40 days. They went and came to Moses in verse 26 and to Aaron and to the congregation, and they told them of everything. Verse 27, we came unto the land whither thou sentest, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. This is, a, this is the fruit of it. So they brought back their, their exhibits, you know, beautiful grapes and all the wonderful blessings. But if you look at verse 28, they say, nevertheless. Here's a fruit. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. There's plenty. There's, it's abundant. But nevertheless, 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 the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And uh, moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. The Canaanites dwell by the sea in the coast of Jordan. And then Caleb shut them up. He stilled the people before Moses and said this, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. What the others saw is that they saw all the bad stuff, how horrible it was. They saw the difficulty. They saw the obstacle. They saw absence. They saw lack. But what Caleb saw is that he saw beyond the giant abundance. He saw beyond the immediate obstacle, abundance. He saw a lot that was so good. Amen. Moses had told the spies, go see the land. The word see carries it with the concept of discerning and perceiving with vision. See the land. Is it good or is it bad? Is it absence or abundance? See the people. Are they strong or are they weak? Are they many or are they few? Is it a prospect of scarcity or of plenty? How do you see it? Lack or a lot? How do you see it? Amen. Is it a deficit or a surplus? Do you see excess or do you see emptiness? Remember this. God said the land was already theirs. 
The time was already now. It was time for, the, for them to go in and possess the land. God gave them everything they needed and they were ready. Yet the 10 spies, 80%, 80% of the spies saw absence. Only a handful, just 20%, saw abundance. I want to tell you, I believe that that is probably even worse today uh, percentage-wise, but you will find a lot of people see absence. They don't see abundance. They see absence. Uh, amen. The ten spies says, we lack size. They're tall. We lack size. We're frail. They're strong. We're few. They're many. There are too many hindrances and obstacles. So what they did is they bought into the concepts of absence, of lack. And when he told them to go see, it's interesting how the parallel between the, the concept of the lack and the concept of a lot between Caleb and the ten. The ten said, we are not able to go up. 1331. Caleb said, we are well able to go. We're well able to go. Absence, abundance. The ten said, they're stronger than us. Verse 31. In 14 and 9, their defense is departed from them, is what Caleb said. We're well able. Look at them. They're giants. We can take them right now. It was abundance they saw. The ten is said to bring an evil report. In 14 and 9, it, Joshua and Caleb said it's an exceeding good land. That was their report. Amen. The 10 said it's a land that eateth up its inhabitants. Joshua and Caleb's response was, that's bread for us. What's the difference? Go see the land. Go see the land. I want you to go look it out. I want to tell you that Joshua and Caleb had a relationship with an awesome, amazing, wonderful God. And they believe that their God of abundance was a God that can help them through. They come through the, the Red Sea. They come through the wilderness. They come, God has sustained them. Why wouldn't he lead them to the next place of victory? Amen. Amen. How you see things will determine where you go. And it starts with thinking. Your seeing starts with thinking. I've used the scripture a lot of times, but it is so true. For as a man thinketh, as he thinketh in his heart, Proverbs 23 and 7, so is he. As he thinketh, uh, as he opens the gate of his mind, as he acts as the gatekeeper of what comes in. Uh, that's what that really means. Uh, hallelujah. You will find that poor thinking reduce, uh, presents poor results. Uh, Second-rate thinking produces second-rate results. Uh, and and uh, uh, a thinking of absence, of lack, of scarcity produces produces the exact same. But when you get in mind's eye, you get in your eye and your heart and your thinking is that I don't care what happens. I serve a God of abundance. I live in abundance. I it does have he it has nothing to do with your bank account. Amen. You can have gold stacked high. Amen. As a, a football stadium, but it doesn't matter. You 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 may not have any peace, but you can have zero gold and have peace of mind and you're living in abundance. 
Paul said we need to think like Jesus. Think like Jesus. Philippians 2 and 5. Let this mind be you which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this, let this mentality, that's what the word means. Let this deportment, let this disposition, let this, it's not intellect. Oh no, I'm not Christ when it comes to intellect. He knows all things. But it is about our our deportment. It is about our disposition. The mind of Christ is essentially thinking like Jesus and then acting upon that thinking. Jesus operated in abundant life and never owned a home. Jesus operated in abundant life and he didn't he had to go borrow a donkey to ride on. Jesus operated in abundant life and he he had a time that they all needed to pay their taxes. Abundant life doesn't mean that you'll never have any lack when it comes to possessions. But Jesus said that a man's, uh, 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 the kingdom is not related to the abundance of a man's possessions. So when I say abundance, uh, I'm talking about what you see and how you see life, where you live, and what you're dealing with in your world. Amen. There must be something that gets a hold of us. And I want to get real, just get, get, get kind of practical here for a moment. I've the foundation, but we need to train our thinking when it comes to abundance versus absence. Be careful for nothing. Philippians 4, let's go there. We'll talk about training your thinking. Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God. The peace of God, which passes understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then the scripture that we read quite frequently, but I think we need it to read it quite frequently. Finally, brethren, finally, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Sadly, many people want to change the result of their life, but they don't want to change the way they're thinking. They don't want to change the way that they're thinking. I want to talk to you about three levels to help you and help me adjust our thinking. Number one is think right. It's in this verse before us. What is the default setting of your subconscious mind? What is the default setting of your thinking? Do you naturally go to lack or go to abundance? Do we quickly think of what we don't have? Is that our first response? Something needs to change. Did he not say, I come to give you life and life more abundantly? Did he not say, I want to give you that? That's for you. Well, if our first go-to thought is absence, we're not living an abundant life. Peter wrote in 1 Peter 1 and 13, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. That means get yourself prepared. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Get ready. 
think right, get revenue ready. It's interesting when you when I begin to study today this phrase, finally, brethren, finally. Paul is saying, from now on, from this point forward, the word carries the sense of terminating one thing and starting something brand new. This is loving, thinking, and speaking the truth. Hallelujah. Loving and speaking and thinking what is true and what is right. Everybody say, think right. Start now. Oh, if I could just get a Holy Ghost blessing. Oh, my worries. Well, do you realize that you can get here and shout and run the aisles and hoop and holler and you'll still go face the same place? But you can be changed in your mind. But you got to make a decision. I am going to think right. I am going to think right. I'm going to think abundance and not absence. <clears throat> so in the past, you thought like the 80% that saw giants and lack. But now you decided, I'm switching with the Joshua and the Caleb's. Uh, and I'm going to think abundance and blessing. Whatsoever thing is true, whatever is true, think on it. There's more than just facts here. It's about thinking on honesty, thinking on integrity. People focus on lack. Amen. We have a billion-dollar industry that peddles nothing but scarcity, and it's known as the news media. So what am I going to do? If I, if I put my mind to what all they say and I hear it, all I hear is lack. I hear lack. I hear absence, uh, insufficiency. I hear scarcity. I hear... Heaven help us. Toilet paper was the first thing that people wanted when this pandemic hit. Intelligence, that's what Bishop said. Scarcity. I know, don't worry about food. Let's go get some toilet paper. It was a different world and still is to walk into a store and see empty shelves. If you want socialism, there's your picture. I'm just not going to go any further than that. But you think and train your mind to think on this. God can't lie. God can't. He said he'd never leave me or forsake me. God can't lie. Now, if that's not abundance, I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. God is true. Everybody else, every other's a liar, but God is true. His word is true. Jesus said, I am the truth. God is good. As we begin, that's true abundance. But take it to the next level. God is good for me. God is good to me. God blesses me. I am not living in lack. I am living in abundance. I'm not talking about your bank account. I'm talking about your mind account. I'm talking about your soul account. I'm talking about how you look at life and how you look at people. Think on true. What is true? What is true? I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. That's true. God's still in charge. Not COVID, not the government, not the issues, not my problem. God is. Think abundance. Not absence. Then he said, think on the things that are honest. 
Honest. This is a very interesting word because it means think on things that are worthy of respect and honor. Think on things that are worthy of respect and honor. I looked through uh, some of Sister Gill's book, and I caught this book that she had put on our Kindle. It's written by Candy Paul, a lady that wrote this on her book, and I loved it. It said, quote, abundance is not how much I own, but how much I appreciate. Abundance is not how much I own, but how much I honor, appreciate. Abundance, then, is attitude, mindset. It's how we celebrate living now. Absence says five years from now. Absence says ten years from now. Absence says when I get this, when I get this job, when I get that vehicle, when I get that marriage, when I get this situation. That's thinking in lack. Abundance says I'm living in abundance now. I'm living in a, I'm telling you, I want to help you tonight. Get rid of the soury, sour concept of scarcity and realize you're living in abundance. Abundance is celebrating life now. It's honoring life now. It sees the endless opportunities of the present and enjoys the bountiful potential of tomorrow. Abundance is the appreciation of things like seeing a chubby-legged toddler take their first step. That's abundance. Abundance is looking up and pausing in wonder at a night sky that the stars have lit up. That's abundance. Abundance is embracing a family member. Come on, all you huggers. I know that there's, our church is full of huggers. I realize that. But that's abundance. It's abundance, amen, to watch your granddaughter conquer her fear of the water. As I just experienced just a few days ago watching Ruby conquer the fear of water. I want to tell you that is abundance. Abundance, amen, is when a sister in the church tells me, there's some chicken salad in the church refrigerator and for me to take it home after church. That's abundance. Abundance is when the carrot cake shows up with the guest speaker. That's abundance. Abundance is peanut butter and jelly. That's abundance. Jesus came not to, to give us a miserable life, but he came to give us abundant life. Abundance is giving yourself a space of grace. Abundance said, God made me like I am with my personality, with my traits, with my quirks, with everything. And he loved me anyway. He died for me anyway. I'm going to give myself a little bit of grace, a little space of mercy. And in turn, I'm going to turn around and give it to others. I'll give others some grace and some mercy. Absence says, I'll judge myself. And criticize myself and complain about how bad I am and belittle myself. I'm not talking about the need for improvement. We can all improve. But I'm talking about are you thinking in abundance? Are you thinking in absence? Abundance is giving yourself a space for grace and then giving it to others.
abundant. This, I'm talking about honoring, thinking about things that deserve our respect. Uh, honor some beauty today. Honor. Abundance is, is, is captivated with creativity and possibility. Do you know what abundant thinkers have done during COVID? They found a way to start a business. They found a way to turn their pillow-making factory into a mask-making factory. Amen. It's about seeing the opportunity. It's about having the mentality, give me one shot and I'll take it. And if I can't get that one shot off, I'll go grab my, 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 my knife. I'll do something. Give me the opportunity, amen, and I'll go do it. I can seize that moment. I believe that God's people ought to be the last people to be worried about economics and worrying about price. And worry. my goodness, we can live in abundance. I'm not preaching you some fairy tale prosperity gospel. I'm talking about living in abundance when you're eating bologna. I'm talking about living in abundance when you're having a hard time paying your bills. I'm talking about a mindset that says, I choose abundance, not scarcity, not lack. I don't lack anything if I've got the peace of God that passes understanding. I don't lack anything. If God is with me, who can be against me? Abundance is being in trouble, temptation, distress, discouragement. And open your Bible and one verse wipes it all away. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm living in abundance when that happens. What do you honor tonight? What do you respect tonight? What do you honor? Do you honor the green grass that you frustrated about having to mow? Or do you look and see the, 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 the first daffodils as they begin to spring, as the spring begins to let them grow? What do we honor? What do we respect? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to get a couple amens right now in-house. I see abundance in puns. Pastor Dylan, Brother David, and a few others. Amen. I see abundance. There's nothing I have more, any more joy than when all of a sudden I sit down with some of the men in the church and, you know, just the men I just mentioned, a few others. You know who you are. And everybody else looks at us like, huh? It's because I'm living in abundance. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to honor it because it's the way my brain thinks, right? Right? It's the way the brain thinks. I feel sad for people that live in such a sorry state of mind that everything's about lack, empty, void. Lord, let me think abundance. So what do you honor and think it's abundance? The writer in Psalms says in 34 and 10, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. I claim that in Jesus' name. So what do you think that is honest? Whatsoever thing you think that is just, just, righteous, 
Think on the abundance of God's righteousness in your life. Think on God's standards of justice. Not the world's, not social, but God's righteous standard of justice. That's what he's talking about. Whatever things are pure, whatever things are modest, whatsoever things are clean. Quit thinking about what you can't wear, what you shouldn't wear. And start talking about all the abundant thing you can wear. Hallelujah, Lord, save us from the extremes of those that will wear any old floosy thing and those that look like homely Jane Joe over here. I try on the names, y'all. I do, I do, I really do. Hallelujah. But it's about thinking in the right direction of abundance. I get to wear everything I want to wear. Praise God. It's you that gets the jar. you got to see me. But I want to be modest because it's abundance. It's abundance. Hallelujah. Whatsoever things are lovely, I'm talking about training your brands. Nobody loves me. I wish I had more friends. I wish I had friends. I wish I had friends. You know what the Bible said? Those who want friends needs to show themselves. (laughs) Perhaps the reason you don't have a lot of friends is because the people who are are abundant don't want to hang around with people that are absent. Abundance. Abundance. If you've got zero friends, you still are blessed with abundance. Because he said, I'm a friend that'll never leave you. I stick closer than a brother. I got a friend in Jesus. Praise God. (laughs) Glory. Are you living in abundance? Thank God for your friends. Thank God for your friends. See the abundance, not their problems, their issues. So you got this one that calls you all the time and, 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 and leads down a conversation that perhaps irritates you. Thank God for the abundance. Thank God for the abundance. Reject the, ab, uh, the absence that so many are embracing today. Think good report. Somebody say good news. Good news is abundance. Absence is gossip. Good news is abundance. Absence is gossip. Absence uh, or abundance embraces. Absence rejects. Abundance gives grace. Absence judges. Abundance is compassionate. Absence is cynical. Amen. Whatever there is, if, if it is of a good report or good repute, amen. If it, it if it is well and if it is good, think on this. Think on this. Hallelujah. Paul said in Philippians 1.27, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in the gospel with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Strive for the good news. Let's get the good news in our, our mind. Let's get the good news in our thinking. And then think on virtue. Think Think on what is excellent. Think on what is excellent. Hallelujah. God wants us to have the mindset that we have a virtue that is admirable and good. The one Greek commentator had this to say about the word of virtue to the Greek philosopher. 
It meant the fulfillment of a thing. The word came to mean quality of life, which made someone or something stand out as excellent. The word never means cloistered virtue or virtue of attitude, but virtue which is demonstrated in life. When anything in natural property fulfills its purpose, then fulfillment was referred to as a virtue or moral excellent. Land that produces crops is excellent because it's fulfilling its purpose. So if we think about Virtue, that means think on your purpose. You've got a high purpose. You've been called by God for a great thing. You've been called by God to do some amazing things. First Peter 2 and 9 said, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises. Amen. I know it's a great word to preach on and talk about praising God, but this is the same Greek word that we have for virtue. Show forth the completed task. Show forth the completed purpose. Keep thinking right till you get it done right. Keep thinking right until you get it done right. Absence says we'll just barely get by, but excellence says we have abundance. We've been blessed with abundance. Amen. Think on these things. Think on praise. Think. It matters how you think. So in tracking the, the concept of abundance, it begins with right thinking, number one. That was the bulk of where we we're going. But I want to show you the second one because it's the way Paul presents it in this passage of Scripture. Finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, pure, lovely, good report, virtue, praise, Think on these things. Then he says, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. The way to track abundance in your life is right thinking and then real doing. Right thinking will lead to correct doing. Right thinking will lead if you are thinking in abundance uh, amen you're going to see it's not about whether there is only five loaves and two fishes in the basket. You're going to see the blesser has his hand on those five loaves and two fishes. You're going to see the one of abundance has his got he's got his hands on it. Hallelujah. And if the Lord has his hands on my lack then it is already abundant. A widow woman uh, uh, that, that uh, the prophet was with, her cruise of all never went out. But it was always itty-bitty, but it never went out. Uh, I'm talking she was experiencing abundance, not absence. Don't, 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 don't get it in the contest of what is the amount. It's who's holding it. Who's holding that? So we go from thinking to doing. No one ever stepped into the miraculous until they had first began to think on it, then act on it. Then I want to show you in verse number nine, the third track in tracking abundance is that he said, what you have learned, received, and heard, and seen in me do, and... The God of peace shall be with you. 
So thinking goes to doing, and doing uh, uh, reveals experience. Experience. You will have a transit experience with God, a life-changing experience of God if you'll let your mind think abundance and not absence. God will lead you to act on that. I'm going to act on Praise be to God for the people in our assembly that stepped out by faith, started their own businesses, stepped out by faith and watched God every step of the way. Why? Because it began with thinking. I'm thinking abundance. I'm thinking that I'll do what I have heard and I'll step out by faith and I will experience a peace that passes understanding. Paul wrote to the Ephesians, and he said this in 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding. Exceeding. Abundantly. And he doesn't stop there. Above all. Do you think the Lord wants us to think on that? Because he says, above all that ye ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. No one ever got their miracle until they saw that there was an abundance that Jesus had and went after it. He has the abundance. He has the abundance. Look for abundance. Look for it. Praise God. I may have to wrap this up at another time, but, but I'm, I'm stirred up today. Abundance is not about the amount or the location. If you read on in chapter 4 of Philippians, after he's talking about all this, thinking right, thinking true, honest, this is what he said in verse 11, in Philippians 4 and 11. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. What is he doing? He's going back and telling, this is how you live thinking abundantly. This is how you live thinking whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever good report, if there be any praise. if there, He's saying this, amen, because at this time he is writing from a prison cell. He's not writing from a penthouse or a luxury condo suite. He's writing as a prisoner in the city of Rome, in the great metropolitan area of the Roman Empire. Yet he can't go and he cannot come as he chooses. He cannot preach and he cannot miss minister as he wishes. He's lost all his freedom. Amen. And the basic issues of life have been taken from him. Privacy has been taken from him. He's constantly chained to a Roman soldier. Amen. He has only the basics of life and bare minimum of food and drink and clothing. Yet he says, I live in abundance. I live in abundance. In this prison cell, I live in abundance. Stop 
bad-mouthing your situation. Hallelujah. I'm not saying you shouldn't try to improve. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying it's about your mindset. I'm going to live in abundance, not in scarcity. I'm going to live in abundance, not in absence. If you can't be in abundance single, you will never understand what it means to live in abundance married. If you can't be in abundance without a job, you'll have a hard time living in abundance with a job. Paul said, I am content. You know what that word means? I have enough. Abundance. Abundance. He has nothing, but he doesn't need anything. How about us today? Is our mindset on this world and all its woes? I refuse to let COVID steal my abundance, my mindset of abundance. I'm blessed. I watched tonight as our praise team worshiped and praised God with such hearts. I thought, there's abundance. There's abundance. I'm watching tonight as Brother LeBan is ha handling all the, all the issues of the live stream and the sound. And I say, that's abundance, Brother B. That's abundance. That's abundance. I would much rather have that in my life and live that in my life than go through my life saying, woe is me, how bad it is. Every time I get somewhere, I see something that's out of place. I see something that's crooked. I see something that's smudged. I see something that's messed up. That's living in lack. But if you can go in and see the glory of God, or you can see the beauty of people and understand, I'm going to live in abundance, not in absence. Sister Carrie and Bishop, will you make your way? The writer says, Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiplieth your seed and increase the fruits of your righteousness. When you live in abundance, you're going to help somebody else live in abundance. I want to hang around people like that. I want to be around people like that. I want to have, I want to have a life that says, yeah, we can do that. We'll make it. Somehow, we're going to make it. Somehow, we're going to make it. The enemy comes in. We're going to make it. Cancer hits your home. I'm going to make it. Disease strikes. I'm going to make it. Because my abundance is not predicated on my place or my circumstance whatever the case may be today I pray that you'll take some practical advice and start looking at the sky there's nothing more beautiful than an Indiana sky as it sits down right behind my shoulder and those beautiful red hues and pink hues and purple hues begin to intermingle with the cloud and you see the blue sky and the sun that is shining that, 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 that's abundant life or the smell of a spring rain after it goes through and leaves 
that residue in the air. That's abundant life. That's abundant life. So today, the choice in this battle between absence and abundance is what do I choose to think? How do I choose to look? What do I choose to honor? Amen. Stop honoring the devil. Stop honoring all the bad junk in your life and just simply say, God, you got this. I'm going to look around somewhere and I'm going to find abundance to honor here today. Praise the Lord. Amen. The Lord Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.